This is More Than Sports. Now, here's your host, Rick Rowling. Hey, this is Rick for More Than Sports. It is good to be with you today. I want to talk to you today about a little bit of an issue in our culture, a little bit of an issue in the church, that if we get a hold of this, we can win this world for the gospel. So here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about the fact that they don't exist. Um, We're in a world where we're always talking about them. Well, they should fix this. Boy, they didn't do a good job here. I really wish they'd come and fix the road. Well, they said this, and they're going to do it after a while, and they this, and da 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 We're constantly talking about them. Well, newsflash, they don't exist. You see, it's you, and it's me. That's it. They don't exist. Why do I want to talk about this? Why do I want to harp on this? Well, here's why. It's, a, it's definitely uh, invaded the Western culture, but it's much of the world culture, and that is we are losing personal responsibility. We're losing, if you want to even call it, we used to call it the independent spirit that can have some difficulties, but there's something's really good about that, and that is the idea that if something needs to get done, I will do it. The idea that they're not going to fix anything, I will do it. My responsibility, taking personal responsibility for things. And so um, there's, there's been a shift, and I, I've watched it in my lifetime. Uh, in some ways, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm labeled in Generation X. So I'm part of that generation. And it's an interesting generation because we're like a transitional generation that the people before us were massively independent, like... If you couldn't fix it, you wouldn't buy it. You would never think about having somebody else change your oil. You would never think about hiring somebody to do anything. I can do it. And then after people younger than me, people born like maybe post-1980 or something, they grew up in a very different world. And the shift was that other people will take care of me. So that has really become a cultural um philosophy now and it's just a thing whatever that's just it but here's where it becomes a problem the problem is we don't take responsibility the problem is we think somebody else will do it uh this is it's actually you know there's a lot of things we could discuss but one of the problems with governments becoming large and governments taking over a lot of the things that people used to do is it, it just feeds into this shift that oh they'll take care of it the government will take care of it things like that whereas even in if you want to use schools schools used to be locally run if if uh, the bushes needed weeded at the at the local elementary school the community just came and did it well boy good luck trying to do that now because now it's this entity we went from personal responsibility to an entity it's happening in churches it's happening in local boards uh, I've served on a number of volunteer boards over the years and the those things we're potentially losing those in our culture because we think oh somebody else will take care of the local baseball program or whatever it would be okay anyway so sounds like a rant here's what I want to get to 
don't buy that lie. The Bible says that we are to not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Here's what I want us to get to. If we get a hold of personal responsibility, if we get a hold of it's my responsibility to do things, it's your responsibility, it's our responsibility, not their responsibility, we can have the greatest impact ever. Huge impact when we begin to say, we can do this. We can do it. Here's where it comes in. We deal with this in, in finances. Um, I'll, I'll talk to people a lot and they'll say, oh, I'd love to help out. I love what you're doing with kids. I love the, the stories and the responses of much of the world and how young people are getting shaped and changed by the ISA. And they'll say things like, boy, if I only had a lot of money, I'd donate it. And of course, you know, everybody likes a lot of money given to them. But here's what I want you to hear. If everybody does something, we can change the world. If everybody does something, we can change the world, right? But if we wait for them to do it, nothing happens. So here's what I want to encourage you with, even in finances. If, if I get this all the time. Oh, if I had this, I said, listen, you got $10 a month. Well, sure. I could just skip a couple cups of coffee or whatever. Sure. I got $10 a month, but where does that go? Where does it go? $10 a month can do incredible things. If lots of people are doing their part, if everybody does something, we can change the world. Years ago, um, one of our, one of our partner, uh, schools, a church was running a school, I believe it was in Kenya, and they the government was changing some building codes and they needed to do some repairs on their roof or this whole school was going to close down. It was not huge repairs. It was $300 worth of repairs. So I went before our church and there was like three or 400 people in the church at the time. And, and I said, listen, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to help with this school. But I said, I want to do this in a, in a way that you understand how valuable you are. I said, nobody's allowed to give more than a dollar in this offering. I said, that's it. This is a dollar offering. And it's like, what? Who would ever take up an offering and only take dollars? I said, it's a dollar bill offering. So we took up the offering. It was like $352. You know what happened? We completely renovated the things that needed to be done on that roof. We kept a school open and hundreds of kids were able to continue their education. Why? Because somebody gave a dollar, a dollar. You hear it all the time. What could a dollar do? Well, I tell you what, in that particular case, a dollar kept a school open for hundreds of kids. If everybody does something, we can change the world. I want to, I want to, as we talk about this, this transformation of our mind that, that Romans chapter 12 says, we always think of that. Maybe people in the church think of that as just a spiritual thing. No, listen, we've got to shift our thinking and not think that they will do it. They don't exist. It's you and it's me. That's it. So what are you doing? What am I doing? Because those are the ones that are going to have impacts on everything. We get into this also in uh, um, one of the things we've become very good at uh, for sure the last 10 years, but really the last five. And it just keeps getting, we keep getting better at it. And that is complaining. We have gotten so good at complaining. If we were gave out degrees in complaining, um, man, some of us would have like four or five doctorates 
in complaining because we're really good at it. Um, this has been my experience over the years. The ones complaining aren't doing and the ones doing don't complain. Got that? The doers don't complain. The complainers don't do. Which one are you going to be? Let me say that again. The doers don't complain and the complainers don't do. We're divided into two camps. The doers, they don't complain. You know why they don't complain? Because they know it's hard. They know there's work involved. They know the behind the scenes work. They know there's resources and all that stuff. They know that they make mistakes. The doers don't complain. But you know what the complainers don't do? They don't do. Why don't they do? Because they think somebody else is going to do it and they would rather complain about them than actually do it themselves. It's a, they've lost personal responsibility. Don't be a complainer. Be a doer. Be a doer. Get out there and do something. Go for it. We see it in, uh, I've, I've done a lot of, of refereeing. I've done a lot of umpiring. I've done a lot of coaching, and I've been a fan for a lot of places. I was, uh, so obviously the, 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 the hobby of many people when they go to a youth sporting event, um, they, they feel it's their responsibility to make sure the referee knows that they are the expert on, uh, the complainer is the expert on refereeing, and the referee doesn't know squat. So it's so easy to spot the people in the crowd. Um, here's what you, I know about them. When I listen to them yelling, maybe they're at the baseball game and you know they're 180 feet away and they absolutely know the strike zone and the guy right behind there can't see it worth a lick. Well, here's what's very common about those people who are the biggest complainers. I was, I was, I was uh, organizing, I was in charge of a, of a basketball game at a high school and there was one guy up there. I mean, he was so belligerent toward the referees um, that I had to go talk with him because it was very disruptive. It was awful. I went up with him. I sat down with him, and I, it was at halftime. He was so bad the first half, and I talked with him. and da, 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 da. Calmed him down a little bit, and I asked him. I said, have you ever refereed? Now, I knew the answer to that question because guess what? The complainers don't do. He says, oh, no, I've never refereed. I said, you know, you really should try it sometime. And he just kind of got quiet. I said, honestly, until you referee, I don't want to hear you at this game anymore. And it was the darndest thing because the second half, he was really quiet. Some of the other parents from that team, because he was like this at every game, said, what in the world happened to him? And he, one of them was talking to me. I said, what happened? I told him, I said, until you referee, I don't want to hear you. Because you know what? The complainers don't do and the doers don't complain. Be a doer. Be one who's solving problems. Be one who's taking responsibility. Be one who, if you've got a dollar, give a dollar. If you've got 10, you give 10. If you've got an hour, give an hour. Don't say, well, maybe someday when I retire, I'll volunteer. Listen, if you're not volunteering now, you're not going to volunteer when you retire. If you don't give $10 now, you're not going to give $10,000. You see, if you're not giving with a little, you'll never give with a lot. If everybody does something, we can change this world. If if a thousand people give ten dollars a month, watch this. I'm mean, this is now. I sound like an, I'm doing a, a infomercial or whatever. But if a thousand people give ten dollars a month, that's ten thousand dollars a month. We know this at the ISA. We know that we approximately are reaching a kid for every dollar given, and so. Do the math. It's pretty cool. So don't think of that as like this commercial. But the point is, do something. 
do something. Do what you can now. And when you're, what does God say? Jesus said, when you're faithful with the little things, you'll be faithful with much. If you're not faithful with the little things, why would you ever suddenly become faithful with a lot? So it comes back to personal responsibility. Take it for your life. Take responsibility for your actions. Take responsibility for your education, for your job. Don't keep blaming. It's always their fault. They did it. They're causing me this trouble. They're a problem, whatever it. Let me tell you, they don't exist. It's you and it's me. Now watch this. They don't exist. It's you and it's me. Right now, I'm sitting here talking and you're sitting there listening. If it's just you and it's me, we better get off our butts and go do something. So my friends, let's get out there and change the world because if everybody does something, we can change this world. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, uh, like this channel, subscribe to it, uh, go to morethansports.net and watch all our videos. And we're on all the podcast plays for audio. So get out there and, and listen to that. But more importantly, get out there and do it.